the show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. What's up, what's up? Jared here, giving another shout out to all you out there in the posse. Hope you're staying safe and doing well. Hope you're ready to learn something, do something, and be a part of something. Because here on this program, we are done with the status quo. Simply put, the game has changed. Hospitals and health systems are starting to reimagine their growth marketing strategies and are finally starting to make healthcare about consumers and innovation. We call it marketing forward. If you want to be a part of it, then this is the place for you. We're going to help you find your place in this new movement, and you are going to be one of the ones shifting the way that healthcare is marketed and experienced. I can't wait for you to be part of the posse. Before I get too far, we have a brand new content network called Shift.Health. It's a podcast network and a video network. So if you like this program, Healthcare Wrap, I think you'll really like the other series and shows we have there. So do yourself a favor, go check it out at Shift.Health. Go check out the other podcasts, go download and watch some of the video series we have. One of the first series was called Now What, which was a deep dive into how the future of healthcare marketing is changing right before our eyes, and it featured some of the industry's biggest thinkers. Okay, so here's what's going to go down today. We'll kick things off with the flavor of the week about using content to make people feel seen. Then we've got Drew Diskin in the house to share what it's been like in the trenches and hear more about how his team is supporting new brand initiatives during the transition from crisis to recovery. Then hang with us for What's the 411 with Alan Shoebridge. Are you ready? Let's go. of the week. I have a new goal for all my content, and it started from one simple comment. I recently shared an excerpt from a blog post by Rand Fishkin that generated dozens of comments and engagements. The excerpt I posted was a generalized conversation that happens often between senior executives and marketers. And here's how it goes. I'll quote the article directly. It's a conversation between an executive and a marketer, and the executive starts out by saying... Hey, we need more customers, but we've exhausted our advertising opportunities, so I want you to invest in content marketing. The marketer says, got it. Content's a slow flywheel-based investment, but over time we can create a great channel if we earn awareness, trust, and amplification from a broad community. Let me be more specific, the executive says. I want you to write blog posts that will convert visitors into customers. You'll be measured by the expense of your team's time versus the conversions we can directly attribute to your posts. If it's better than the dollars we put into Google and Facebook ads, you can keep the program going. Wait, but that's not... You can't compare content against the built-in design for attribution so you'll buy more measurability of ads when they intentionally obfuscate organic... Good talk. Look forward to seeing your progress. End of quote. 
And it's true, isn't it? That's the conversation we have all had in one form or another over the last few years. The only thing more fun and interesting than reading the post was reading the comments from when I shared it. There was plenty of been there, done that, and yes, I've experienced that. But one comment from Amy Riley at Reach Strategies really resonated with me. She said, yes, when I read this, I felt seen. Out of the dozens of comments, that's the one that stood out to me. And I thought that's what I want people to feel every time I release a podcast episode or create a new video series or write a LinkedIn oracle. Because if you believe that someone sees you, it can do wonders, especially in these times when we don't have the luxury of hallway conversations or water cooler talk or even passing by someone's desk to give that quick bit of validation, at least not the same ways they used to be. So my challenge to all of you is to have that be your goal in every single piece of content you create. Because the quicker that happens, the quicker you build up trust and people are willing to walk through walls for you. And it's all because someone felt seen. Now it's your turn. And that's the Flava of the Week. All right, all you out there in the posse, I've got a treat for you today. I've got just a a few minutes of awesomeness going on for you Uh, right here. I've got Drew Diskin with me. Drew's the Director of Marketing Technology for Virtua Health. And uh, it seems like pretty much everyone knows you, Drew. So uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, Enjoying working from home. And uh, the view is definitely a lot different with the backyard being bright and sunny. So it's pretty good. I always felt like you're one of those that just really needs no introduction. That's why I kind of kept it short there. But man, you've been everywhere, it feels like, man. So uh, just glad to have you on the program today. Thank you. And I know just uh, being around the industry as long as you have, uh, you know, I'm curious how things are in, in your corner of the world, right? So so we're talking Jersey, you know, I'm, I'm sitting out here in the desert, you know, we're, uh, we're dealing with some relatively, it feels like relatively less weighty impact of the of the pandemic in this region at least where our stay-at-home orders are, are starting to be phased out a little bit uh, how just in general like how, how has it been like how is it right now for you guys out there well I uh, appreciate you asking and so I'd want to first thank all the first responders out there all the nurses and triage and people working retail grocery stores pharmacists they are really, really busy. So we're in South Jersey, right across the river from Philadelphia. So when you think about New York City and North Jersey kind of being the epicenter, just drive down the road a little bit. And uh, that's where we are. So Virtua has three counties that we support primarily. And we have several hospitals and dozens of outpatient centers, as you can imagine. And so what has happened through this pandemic is the triage has gone gone from the north to the south. And so we are assisting some of our colleagues in other health systems. The institution knew this was coming, so we were ready. But as, as we all know, there's a lot of humility with what's happening. The good part is we're fighting the fight. We're seeing the curve starting to start to flatten as things ease. In the social distancing component, we are cautiously optimistic, but realistic. So we will see how things go there. But there's a few more cars on the road. We're hoping things continue to improve. And hopefully the medicine will catch up with the healthcare clinicians because they are 100% on. 
all the time. Yeah, I find it so interesting. The way we define the word ready these days is, is quite a bit different. And, and the way we look for kind of signs of life, like you're saying, a few more cars on the road, you know, a little bit more signs of life as we just look out into the world. It is such a, a changing world from week to week, as we all know. And I'm excited to have you on here because there are just so many moving pieces to what's happening. So we're going to dive right into this stuff, Drew. Let, let's get into this. We're going to go into our rap battle. Rap battle. Rap battle is where we challenge the status quo and we just say, hey, look, healthcare can't be marketed and experienced the same way as it has been. Too much has changed. The world has changed. And it's funny, you know, we've been talking that way for a couple of years on the program. And it was it was way before coronavirus, is way before the COVID pandemic, before COVID-19 was even on our radar at all. Now we have this opportunity to think about changing the status quo even more. And I know it's just, it, it's baked into what we do every day. And I know you're seeing some some results and, and results probably aren't even the right word, but you're seeing some things that are working on the marketing technology side, right? So the things that you're dealing with every day, there's some things that you're finding that are working. Let's start with that. Like what have things been like for you and what have you found that that is working during these crazy times? I appreciate you and the, and the credit of a, a tight team and a lot of uh, coordination on the back end. So as this started to roll out, ironically, marketing was some of the last people to leave the headquarters. We really wanted to make sure that we were one, number one, safe. But more importantly, we had a plan going forward. And part of that plan was to stand up a, what we would traditionally call a microsite around coronavirus. Not just to say, here's information from the CDC and call us if you need to reschedule. It was really about how do we take this conversation head on right away, put something up as a minimal viable product, and then iterate on that, understanding the analytics of the site, that traffic was going to it, it occupied the homepage, it was front and center. And now that we are living essentially with the pandemic, it has moved upward to just a a thin bar that sits on every single page of the website so that no matter where you come in from, you're able to access information. We recognize that what is working is that people are mobile. They are not in their office. They're not on their desktop. And over 75% of our audience is accessing us through mobile. So we needed a mobile-friendly site to boot. And so we had some great icons internally. We had some good thought around how do we make this easy for people to digest because they're fearful, they're in need, and how do we make this information relevant and valuable? So doing that in a timely way was important. And so we continue to update the website, but it is focused basically on the user. And the user in this case could be someone caring for someone else, not just for themselves. So uh, chock full of information. And so I think that is working. We're seeing the results to boot. We've added a self-checker tool on the website that allows people to understand where they are. And although there's a lot to read everywhere, as a health provider, all of us have that responsibility to share with others best practice and basically safeguards to help them make the right decisions. So we have a tool front and center on that website as well that lets them figure out 
what their need is and what steps to take after which. And then I think the last part is that uh, bucking the trend from years past, and I would say to, you know, in a proud moment, our leadership is very front and center. We have uh, podcasts, we have uh, videos from the leaders. Our CEO, Dennis Pollan, is very visible. He's been out and very public with what we're doing and who's doing what. And those videos and podcasts allow us to show us walking the walk. And it's not from a marketing perspective. It's from a crisis communications perspective. It's from a public safety perspective. And it's for population health. But when you're hearing it from the leaders, 10 years ago, most institutions, you didn't know who the leader was with few exception. I mean, those obviously that are out there, we mentioned in most of our conversations, but with several thousand hospitals, not many leaders usually come to the forefront. And in this case, all of our leaders have been front and center. And I think it's um, testimony to their integrity and their concern for their workers, as well as their patients. I think that's so interesting because you you mentioned that First off, just having that message come from the leaders and second off, to actually show show them, uh, either have a, a podcast and or videos for it to be more than just telling people, hey, we're safe. To be able to convey a message about patient safety in that way, that just seems like it's so much more effective. And, I've, and that's an opportunity, I feel like, if, if other hospitals and health systems, like if they just aren't thinking about how it's going to come across and if they don't come from a, a point of realizing Yes, uh, frontline workers are the heroes right now, more than I can ever remember in my lifetime. And if that's the case, you know, we don't want to take that for granted. We want to build on that trust and we want to show them and we want to not just have this be a, a traditional marketing message, you know, a tagline or a slogan that, that we came up with. Right. We really want to show it. And so I'm, I'm, that warms my heart, you know, to hear that, that that's even the, the process, the thought of, of where you guys are, are going with it, recognizing the fact that it, it comes from the leader and, and you're going to show that rather than just tell people about it. Yeah. It's, um, it's testimony to the character that they are being best in the region and number one ranked and okay. <laughs> what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything when you're scared. So providing hope and clarity is important. And you have 15,000 people on the front line under the same logo. It's really showing them you're out there with them, not just behind them, but you're with them. So yeah, no, it's kudos. And there's others doing it as well. And so that's just, it's, it's nice to be a part of that. Absolutely. I need a dime, I ain't faking a bone. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. 
So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ulterra Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. How does that look moving forward? I'm sure like no one knows all the answers here, but what's the conversation looking like these days when you're figuring, you know, like how long to keep on doing that type of content, that type of communications about about patient safety or, or related things as at some point the curve flattens a little bit. At some point we phase out of, of a, you know, primarily rapid response or crisis phase and we we do get over the curve and we do start moving into we know it's not the new normal but whatever the next phase is going to be you know for the next it's looking like it's gonna be the next 12 to 18 months you know i don't think this is nothing completely goes back to quote unquote normal in the next week month two months or whatever despite you know quarantine restrictions being changed and, and lifted so what's the conversation look like? Like how, how and when do you start taking what has been developed during the crisis phase and figure out how to build on that from here? Sure. I think there's a couple of ways to look at it. And again, always with understanding of listening is a really important skill. So getting feedback from our physicians, our clinicians at every level, listening to our patients, their families, the community at large, they are the feedback that we need to stay true and not be too verbose. That's important. And we have a basically a, a patient panel, a couple thousand people at least, last I checked, that give us feedback on things. We have measurement tools on the website. We have the ability to listen within certain parts of the website with specific questions to understand are we delivering value and relevancy to what we're offering. So that will help us. Prior to the pandemic, we had started on the podcast journey. The subject has changed. So that worked out in our favor. We also happen to have a studio and a world-class storytelling video team and content strategist that has many years' experience helping guide the conversation along with the goals of the organization. So you really need both in the partnership. How it continues, we've moved our Access Center to a 24-7 operation. We have chat available. We're working on other tools to enhance that. There's a digital first team that basically looks at anything coming in from the digital realm as not a need to do this in between things, but this is your core responsibility. And so the shift towards telemedicine, uh, remote care, if you will, and the ability to be accessible at all times I think that's where we continue to go forward as, as well as, as, as the way we treat and measure success you know, clinically, that will also help us understand how to not just promote it, but support it using the digital channels. How important has it been to have the right tools at your disposal to be able to do any of the things you're talking about, to put out the right content and the right channels, to be able to kind of turn on a dime? You mentioned, you know, starting with a landing page and then putting that as, you know, kind of an alert ribbon on every page on the site. How important was it? You know, I, you know we don't have to get into, you know, how, do you have all the right tools right now? But how important has it been to just understand the tools that you have and know how to be able to use them when a crisis comes around? So for some of us uh, and old dogs like me, uh, we've been through some other crisis 
communications uh, in the past. And uh, some of us were front and center during 9-11. Some of us were front and center during the H1N1. And then there's multiple experiences that everyone brings to the table at a certain level. It's with that humility and that courage to think about what do you have to work with? And then in a collaborative way, decide quickly what the right answer is for now and have the understanding that right now may not be forever, but it is good enough and good enough can save lives. So testimony to the decision-making among many people in the organization. So we fortunately had a good set of resources well-supported in that area, but it still takes leadership to say, you know, keep going. So I guess it's the partnership is really the, the leverage. So whatever, whatever tools you have, even if you didn't have a very large website, you know, to stand up a website, you could do that, you know, and you could, it's not about having everything, but just deciding what is the most critical things we need now. And then when you get to now, then what? So baking it all ahead of time, that's what takes months and years. And we didn't have that luxury like anyone else. So I think we're fortunate, a little bit of luck, and then great collaborative uh, effort. I love that thought because it's, it is, it's such a combination of them. I don't know anybody who has said, yeah, we were totally ready for this. You know, we were, we were totally prepared. But those that have been able to say, here's the tools we've got, here's what we can do. Let's start with that. And then as we go, you know, we're going to continue evolving what that strategy is to begin with. So I love that thought. And any other, you know, thoughts or insights, like what would your message be to our colleagues out there in the trenches to especially those with any digital or MarTech function in their role? What's your message to our colleagues out there these days? In collaborative spirit, everyone's an expert at something. And so in moments like this, this is when trust is not something you challenge. So if my colleague's saying, this is the best way we need to do this, then it's my responsibility to support that. If I'm suggesting, hey, this tool is probably the better one to use, my colleague would say, okay, let's go with it. Sometimes when you have more time, you say, well, you know, I like this other thing. And okay, well, maybe we'll take a look at that too. But when you are dealing with mission-critical operations, it's no different than a military, you know, exercise. You you have to trust the person next to you. Hey there, listeners. If you're all about listening to your website visitors to learn more about how to improve your website experience, then G-Site is for you. G-Site is a suite of digital improvement tools that capture the voice of the digital customer. Hi, I'm Rob Klein, co-founder of G-Site and founder and CEO of Klein & Partners, a market research and brand consulting firm dedicated to helping hospitals and health systems find their brand voice. I co-developed this service offering with the team at Greystone.net several years ago. G-Site helps you prioritize and focus your website improvement and enhancement efforts. It's a suite of solutions, including a pop-up website experience survey tool, a user-friendly dashboard and reporting tool, a user behavior tracking tool, expert consulting services, and more. What if I told you that 8% of your visitors have a new negative opinion of your brand after visiting your website? Now multiply that number by the total number of annual visitors. Does that number scare you? If so, go to www.graystone.net forward slash G site 
to learn more about how we can help and sign up for an introductory overview. Hope to speak with you soon. So you and I, I'm pretty sure we first met in person at HCIC, Mm -hmm. uh, just out there in the conference world. And that in particular, I just find it fascinating. The tribe that, that is there around the healthcare internet conference is just unique. We're kind of a a slice within a slice within a slice of the industry. We really are dealing with a lot of the same things day to day. And it feels like that's why there, there's just a, more of a bond there in the community. Uh, what has it been like for you to involve yourself or to, to reach out and stay connected with other people in the HCIC community during the pandemic, uh, during quarantine and, and social distancing life? Uh, what has it been like for you? It's amazing. Sometimes in experiences like this where everyone is being told to stay away and isolate and new words like social distancing are now the norm. I have felt closer with the HCIC community than ever. There's a constant communication between myself, my peers, and others always talking about not just what's going on in our respective institutions, but what best practices are out there, offering tools, advice, content that is a lot of time and effort on everyone's part, and yet making that freely available. We utilize the G site survey tool for the website that is a, a Greystone product and a service that is immensely popular within our internal team. But more importantly, more than ever, it's, it's, you know, it's a f- phenomenal listening device, and we have the ability to measure and see how well we're doing. And that's really, really helpful. And we have other partners that we've known over the years and have met at the HCIC conferences. And so it's times like these, you're thankful that um, you've had this kind of experience. And for me, I guess it's 15 plus years now. So I've been lucky to have some of these colleagues. And then when you work with a lot of the partners that you've met through HCIC, you really get to, it goes back to trust. You get to trust that they know you and they will help you. And so um, it's been very, um, for a weird situation, <laughs> there's a lot of good that has come from it. That is so true. And this is kind of the manifestation of it. You know, I didn't have to twist your arm too much to, to come on the podcast, right? It was like, hey, Drew. It wasn't like, hello, my name is this. It's like, we've known each other, you know, it's just a lot easier to, to even do something like this, to connect in a, in a way that we haven't done for a while. So I'm glad to hear that because it, it really is, it's so important, especially for those who are kind of newer to the industry or are new to the community, right? It was important before. And now it's, I would just say it's vital just to find a way to be a part of the community and how to be able to see how welcoming everyone is. Like that's the part that, that I will never lose sight of because it's so important and you see it, you know, people are, we were all trying to figure out the same things. We're trying to get answers to the same questions. So to be able to reach out to somebody, to another colleague who's dealing with the same things and say, Hey, here's where we got stuck. Oh, well, Hey, we got stuck in the same place. Here's the thing that we figured out. And, and uh, it goes beyond that. Like, that's, what's great. It's not just the professional stuff. It's like getting to know people, you know, getting to know, I don't know, like the fast cars that you're into, you know, stuff like that. Like just to know you on a personal level, it's so much fun. So Anyway, Drew, I, I just want to thank you for giving me a few minutes today. I, I want to wish you the best. Uh, keep up, keep everything going on that, that you have. It's so important. It's so vital. Our communities, the patients, the frontline workers, the providers, everyone who is working together to help make 
this world a little safer these days. You can hear it in your voice, how important that is and how vital it is that the parts that you're trying to do to make that better. So just want to wish you the best. Uh, definitely uh, you know, stay well, stay safe and good to hear from you. Thank you. It's an honor and I really appreciate the opportunity to share uh, what my colleagues are doing. Thank you. What's the 411? Hi, I'm Alan Shubridge and I'm here with the 411 for Healthcare Marketers. Today I want to talk about reflections. So I've long used reflections to set my thinking on things, um, to work with my teams, to give them some context for thinking about a situation. And as we've been dealing with COVID-19, the use of reflections has been really important to me. And so every week I've been thinking about what's the tone for what's happening um, nationally, what's the tone for what's happening right where I am in my market, and how do I want to think about the markets that I'm doing, the communications I'm putting out, where are we as a country, as a community, as a team? And so I've used those sort of inspirational reflections every week. And as we kind of kicked off uh, in early March with responding to COVID-19, um, the first reflection I chose was something that's been really spoke to me um, highly over the years. And it goes like this. The pessimist complains about the wind. The optimist expects it to change. The realist adjusts the sales. And I've actually liked that for for many years. It's a quote from William Arthur Ward. And to me, it always could have spoke to my philosophy about doing anything, Um, whether it's marketing, whether it's just living life. And, you know, you can be a pessimist and completely complain and uh, wait for the situation to change. Um, you can be an optimist and say, oh, it's going to change. Uh, everything's great. Or you can be a realist and respond to what's actually happening. And I feel like that's been so true with COVID-19. And you still see it happening right now with the debate over, hey, open it up and everything will be great. Or lock it all down until we have a vaccine and not getting a lot of middle ground in between. And I think that as so often proves true in life, the middle ground is where things actually happen. So. Um, as you're responding to this, um, and again, I know we're dealing with COVID-19 on a, on a personal level. As healthcare marketers, we're dealing with it professional level. And of course, we're seeing things that our frontline caregivers are doing. So there's a lot of influences going on. But I think the right way to approach it is is being a realist. So um, having to adjust, having to make the changes necessary as you see conditions on the ground change. So thinking about how you ground yourself Uh, how you ground the marketing efforts you're doing, and how you, if you're a leader, how you inspire teams. I I really like this one. So again, uh, it goes like this. The pessimist complains about the win. The optimist expects it to change. The realist adjusts the sales. So I hope as you go into the next week, the next month, the rest of the year, that you think about using this quote to ground you. And I also hope you'll think about using reflections as a way to um, center yourself, uh, take a minute to think about the work you're doing. It's hard to do that right now, but I think it's really important. I want to thank Drew and I want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to join the posse. You do that by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. Healthcare App is a member of the brand new Shift.Health podcast network. So go check it out at Shift.Health. We've got podcasts and video series about changing the way healthcare is marketed and experienced. So on behalf of Drew, keep marketing forward. Let me know how I can make you feel seen. Thanks. And that's a wrap. 